Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my show. I'm your host, Diana Bellaros, award-winning and best-selling author, Fahrenheit, The Journey of Transformation and the Wide Within. You can find out more about my website as well as subscribe to my website and my Block Talk Radio channel. And you can download all of the podcasts that are available to download for Block Talk Radio, FM Player, and my website, dianabellaros.com. Today, we have Janet Fallon. She is an investigative journalist and author of the groundbreaking Exposed X-How. Her articles previously appeared in such mainstream venues as the Los Angeles Times, Orange Coast Magazine, Long Beach Press-Telegram, Jenny Jones Ship, and now exclusively writes for independent media. She is also the author of two collections of poetry, The Hitler Poems and The Held Captive. She resides abroad. So, hi, Janet Fallon. Welcome to my show. And we cannot wait to learn about the story, what you have been going to. And I have been following you for the past six months. And I just, uh, you know, I just cannot wait for the listeners to learn about your story and why did you get in this situation. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it, Diana. It's actually um, somewhat difficult for me to to talk about my life and what's happening. I'm a journalist, and I really prefer to focus on my journalism, but given the circumstances that that are now surrounding me that are, that are becoming more and more hostile and aggressive, I'm finding it absolutely necessary to to talk more uh, about uh, the repercussions and, and what is now being inflicted on me. So tell us about your situation here. Why, why are you living abroad? What happened to you? Uh, what is your story, basically, whatever you would like to share with us? Right. Well, um, I'll try to be real brief about it. Um, Essentially, um, a, a family member was murdered, and uh, an intense cover-up ensued. Um, my 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 mother was murdered, uh, Doctor Emily Phelan, and um, it, it is clear through the narrative in my book Exile, which goes into the murder, why the murder, what. You know what was were the energies surrounding this, and what this means to other people, which is, I think, essentially my message here. Um, it becomes clear that my mother that this was a government-sponsored murder, and so you know the question becomes why, and I do try to answer that 
in exile. And um, I was essentially following the circumstances that that were accumulating around my mother. Um, I was physically assaulted by police officers and rendered into a coma and in a hospital. And uh, following miraculously uh, surviving that, well, I thought, okay, they're taking their best shot. Things are going to calm down now. And they got much worse. So I, um, Exile takes you, my book Exile takes you through this narrative. And I did leave the U.S. Uh, permanently, I believe, in 2008. Uh, and I have essentially been outside of the country since then. Uh, there were further... Uh, aggressions by law enforcement and it got to the point where it simply wasn't tolerable anymore. So I left. So I am living abroad. I am. I have another book coming out uh, in a couple of months. It's on the pandemic. Uh, the pandemic has been actually biological weapons has been a focus of my journalism for a number of years now. And uh, I'm really hoping that this book Will, uh, will enlighten people as to what the real forces at play are behind this alleged pandemic. So um, that will be published by Trine, Trine Day in the spring. So I'm continuing to work. Uh, I'm living outside of the U.S. Uh, and that's sort of a nutshell, I think. Yeah. Not being able to live in your own country, it's something that is unacceptable. And I can understand you completely because my mom was killed also in December by the Bulgarian government. And I know very well, and I have questions why, and she has been put to the cell. So this is absolutely unacceptable. So um, can you tell us what you think about the pandemic? What's going on? Well, um as I have attempted to, to trace through my journalism, um, the U.S. launched a covert biological uh, offensive program some time ago and, uh, and attempted to, to, to call it a defensive program. Defense, uh, defense in biological weapons means essentially countermeasures. It means uh, treatments, it means vaccines, that kind of thing. Um, but what the U.S. has done and has been doing for over two decades now is very, is quite apart from countermeasures and is actually uh, redolent of, of a secret uh, offensive program. And there were numerous statements made over the last 20 years or so by a number of insiders the pandemic's coming. We're expecting a pandemic. Well, how do you expect a pandemic? I mean, you know, this is a microbial, uh, a very tiny, invisible microbial event. And uh, given the, the sorts of people that were making this announcement, it also, uh, it was sort of a, a, a big red flag. But there were so many red flags. For example, um, following the events of September 11th, the U.S. Uh, passed this uh, a package of laws known as the USA Patriot Act. And uh, 
there have been a lot of concerns about all the surveillance authorizations and so forth in the Patriot Act, but embedded in the Patriot Act was a Section 817, the expansion of the biological weapons uh, statute, which gives the U.S. government immunity from violating its own biological weapons laws. A lot of people don't know about that. It's right there in black and white. And so there were a number of, uh, I call them legalistic, uh, rather than legal, uh, efforts on the part of the U.S. to uh, cement their their uh, immunity should they make a biological weapons attack on their own citizens. So that sort of forms the some of the basis of the upcoming book, which goes into quite a bit, bit more depth than that. Why do you think they did this? What is the agenda behind it? I'm sorry? I, I didn't quite catch that. Uh, what is the agenda behind this weapon? Why do they want this? Why do they want to get rid of, of the citizens? What is their purpose? What, what are they trying to accomplish? Well, to understand that, one has to set aside everything that we were taught about what America is all about. I mean, America on the, the, the cover of it all is, is all about freedom and justice for all, a level playing field, everybody has rights, um, a, a biological weapons attack, which, for example... Um, devastates elderly people in nursing homes. Um, that's that is redolent of of a uh, shall we say master race agenda, in which certain people are considered to be dispensable and other people are considered to be fully vested. So um, there there are a lot of. Um, shall we say, indications that the this master race agenda is up and running in the U.S. Don't you think this is a global effort to everywhere in the world suffering, people dying, and uh, what is your opinion uh, about the vaccine? What do you think about the vaccine? Well, you know, I'm not I'm not a medical professional, and I'm not qualified uh, to to pass, you know, to, to to make an informed statement about uh, an mRNA vaccine. Uh, although I certainly have been uh, listening to and reading what other people say, and I, I am aware that there are uh, thousands of deaths now that are associated with the vaccine, and. Uh, I am also aware that this is an experimental vaccine and that it was, according to, to actually mainstream news reports, the vaccine was, was, was developed and ready back in January of 2020. They got the vaccine done and ready uh, almost immediately upon the report uh, that the coronavirus was now, um, shall we say, launched. So, um, personally, I will not take the vaccine. I think that there is a danger in in subjecting oneself to an experiment 
and this is an experimental vaccine. I, I'm, I'm, when I look at this whole situation with the pandemic, I am very concerned uh, that there may be a, what I'm calling a triangulation of efforts that involve, uh, shall we say, responses to the vaccine, not the vac. I mean, sorry, responses to the pandemic. The pandemic itself has uh, purportedly killed a number of people. We don't really know how many because the, the figures are unreliable. That much has been made very clear. Uh, but what is being put into play as a uh, as a reaction to the pandemic is where I think a huge amount of danger lies. And um, pursuant to this, um, there is information in my upcoming book about this, but uh, there's also information in articles that are, I've written that are online at Activist Post. Uh, the triangulation of, of, of possible attacks um, includes potentially the vaccine, um, potentially uh, some very uh, disturbing uh, aspects to being locked down in one's own home, and also uh, what we are calling imposter pharmaceuticals, which uh, they, they haven't been able to keep as secret as they'd like to. So um, these are my main concerns. What people can find the book? because I'm sure they're going to be able to learn a lot of information since you're an investigator and you have been researching this for quite a while. And uh, can you share with us the places where people can find your books? Um, well, at this point in time, um, Exile is only available at thebookpatch.com. Um, the upcoming book on the pandemic is being published by Trine Day. It will be available. Actually, it's, it's already got a page up on Amazon, um, but the book is not yet uh, ready for sale. So we're waiting on a few more uh, sort of uh, um, uh, things that the publisher has to do. And that, so it'll be a couple more months. And the book is entitled, the new book is entitled At the Breaking Point of History, How Decades of U.S. Duplicity enabled the pandemic. And I think, in a sense, it's a history lesson that brings us right up to the present so that we have a better context in which to place these world-changing events that are now swirling about us. And with a better understanding, we can make better choices. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. Basically, uh, we need to improve ourselves because of who we are, we need to make some difference in our lives and we need to change as a human. We kind of lost touch with who we are and this is not something we would like, you know, to see people who are not the real human beings. We kind of forgot about love, compassion, kindness, connection with other people. And these are the things that we need to uh, reevaluate and do some uh, changes. I'm very concerned about what's happened to people because an effort such as this um, that, that has the longevity in terms of planning that this pandemic has, has had, uh, it takes a lot of cooperation among a lot of people. And um, I'm very concerned that the media isn't doing its job in, in reporting 
factually on the deaths associated with the vaccine. They're not uh, reporting uh, factually on the history here, which I've alluded to a bit in, in this show. So we have we have a, a, a very uh, compliant media, which is not doing its job as watchdog. It's more like a lapdog now. Hmm. Do you think the masks we are wearing are going to protect us uh, of what is going on around us? Because I can see a lot of masks on the sidewalks, on the roads, and and uh, I don't know if we should have special bins where we are going to dispose these masks, or uh, what is your opinion about all this? Well, see, I don't think the pandemic itself is the real risk. I think the real risk is this triangulation of, of efforts that, that rides in on the pandemic. So um, my understanding is that a lot, I certainly haven't researched every single mask that's available on the market, but generally speaking, um, the, the cloth uh, fabric is of a certain sort of weave and uh, generally speaking, from what I understand, the, the virus such as it is described to us, is actually smaller. So it enters the weave without any problem. So I think basically that, that the masks are, are a psychological device and a propaganda effort to keep us, you know, remembering, oh, we're in a very dangerous situation. Well, we're in a dangerous situation, but I don't think the danger is what has been uh, described to us. So this is how I see things. I totally agree with you uh, on this one. So um, there was uh, something I heard about the water, the water we are drinking. You were kind of uh, on uh, this subject, and uh, I think this is one of the reasons you were supposed to leave the state. Can you tell us about your investigation when it comes to the water? Um, Yes, um, and this actually relates to, to what I had mentioned earlier concerning the triangulation of attack and, and the danger of lockdown. Um, it, it, I, I encourage those who aren't aware of, of my work on, on water systems and the blueprints and all of the evidence I've been able to, to amass. Um, you can go to an article that's online uh, entitled, Water is a Weapon. And essentially, um, it appears starting around the time that Richard Nixon was in office in the U.S. And I want to stress, first of all, this isn't only in the U.S. The, US, the allies to the U.S. appear to have picked up on this as well. But we'll talk about the U.S. because that's where I did most of my research. So um, starting around the time that President Nixon was in office and he uh, unilaterally declared that the U.S. was abandoning its offensive biological weapons program. Right around that time, Tricky Dick uh, launched a, um, a nationwide uh, uh, project to um, tweak the country's water systems. And if you go to Water as a Weapon and take a look at the blueprints, um, there are other blueprints that are published uh, attached to other articles that certainly in my upcoming book, you'll see uh, that the water system has been weaponized. 
and it has been weaponized in a way that can selectively target specific homes. So we're not saying that somebody's dumped something into the reservoir and, and everybody's going to get sick. No. This is something that enables a selective attack, which again brings up the issue of, of demographic targeting, also known as a master race agenda. So briefly, uh, that, that's, that has uh, comprised a lot of my time and effort. Uh, I'd like to say something about, because I know we only have a few minutes left, um, about my current situation. I am living in Latin America, and I recently uh, appealed to the International Federation of Journalists, which is uh, an international organization, uh, concerning the fact that I am now uh, being treated as a terrorist. Um, I have been hit with unconventional weapons. My home has been repeatedly entered without my consent when I'm out. Um, things have been contaminated in ways that actually could be, could and have been very harmful. And I'm under a level of protocols now that uh, I, I think, you know, are reserved for, for very dangerous terrorists. And um, I appeal to the IFJ to take on my situation and and try to resolve this for me with the government of the country in which I'm now residing. Um, and the IFJ has declined to do anything to advance my situation in a way that would be uh, helpful for me at all. And um, this is not unexpected now in terms of the uh, complicity that we're seeing in many human rights, uh, journalist defense, uh, human rights protection agencies. Uh, Amnesty International will do almost nothing for uh, Western journalists. Uh, the Committee to Protect Journalists will do almost nothing for severely targeted Western journalists. Um, most of the human rights organizations are now following certain political protocols. So if you're a Russian journalist or you're a Chinese dissident, uh, Iranian, they may extend some help to you. But if you are a U.S. journalist and are dealing with issues that, shall we say, might indict the, uh, the, the, the propagandistic persona of the United States, then, then they may hang out to dry. So uh, I've been dealing with the IFJ, uh, their main office in Brussels, a fellow named Jeremy Deere. They have a uh, regional office in Buenos Aires that is manned by a woman, manned by um, a, a female named Paula Sejas, and uh, they have essentially abandoned me. And, you know, the, what is happening to me now is really rather serious. And uh, it is illegal. <laughs> it's criminal. And I would like to be able to do my work, which is neither illegal nor criminal. I would like to be able to do it in peace. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. You should be able to have the freedom, and we have freedom of speech here in the United States. 
and you should be able to do your work, you should be able to do everything uh, in your power to help people to make a difference and to give them the information they deserve. People want to know the truth, I don't have to tell you that. And most of the time I can tell you these are criminals who do you that who are fake really. And the past time it's the same thing, although I live here, I catch people coming to my apartment stuff in plasma, they took my grooming, now uh, tools for my dog, I don't know what they're going to do with it, but anyway, it's really, really irritating because you don't know what they put in your drinks, and I know very well these in, from Seattle, Washington, I was exposed to such uh, abuse because this is abusive harassment, they use people who use drugs, who uh, have a problem, psychological, and which is absolutely unacceptable and let's face it, we as a journalist, you know, doing our job to making sure that people know the truth. And talking about the truth, my last question for you is, I know we are out of time, do you think China has anything to do with the COVID? Um, I think we're in a global situation now. Uh, I've talked a lot about the U.S. during this um, this call, but actually it's the situation that we're in uh, demands the participation of a lot of other supposedly sovereign countries. So um, the the level of involvement of China is uh, is clear that something is it's a very difficult question for me to answer, Diana. I haven't been to China, um, but this got launched in China, and it very likely got launched at the Wuhan lab in China, which was funded uh, by the U.S. So I believe that there's complicity across the board. I think that's probably the best I can say about this at this time. Yeah, that's what I can share also, because a lot of Chinese people get attacked with that you know, any justification. And I honestly, in my opinion, I feel that, you know, people, we shouldn't, you know, attack people and we shouldn't do, you know, because we uh, basically don't know the truth, what's going on and what is behind. It's very different that people should be, uh, you know, treated. So, uh, anything else? would like to share today because I know you're going to the sky, I could see you with this mask, trying to get to breathe in your home because there is gas in your home, who knows what else. Sorry about that, it's absolute violation of the human rights. And um, is there something you, again, you would with us today, with everybody when it comes to COVID-19, anything, you know, how to protect themselves, the things people are very, uh, you know, are concerned about it. Well, I would really encourage people um, to go to an article that I wrote a, a while ago for uh, for Activist Post. I'm trying to remember the exact um, title here. I think it's, uh, it's a pandemic scenario may involve a triangulation of attack. I think that's the the title. But if you put in 
pandemic triangulation of attack, Janet Balin, uh, the article on activist posts should come up because the article goes into uh, three levels of potential attack on populations that are a result of a pandemic scenario but have nothing to do with the pandemic itself. And I think people need to be very aware that there are other weapons out there that can decimate their health and their viability. So I guess that that would be an important thing, I think, for people to read. Yeah. Um, I heard there is other variation of the COVID-19 um, from the you I'm afraid I lost you for about 30 seconds. Yeah, do you know about the different variation of COVID-19 coming from different countries? Well, yes. Um, They're the reporting mutations which may or may not uh, be affected by what they're saying is this vaccine cure. So, you know, what, what what's happening in a sense is that if this crisis is being prolonged and made even more scary because uh, there are all these variations which, you know, we don't, they're saying they don't even know if the vaccines will help them. And, of course, they don't even know that much about the vaccines in general. So uh, we're being fed a daily dose of fear over a virus that has a survivability rate of over 99%. Yeah, it's really scary when it comes to vaccine. I've been researching details, so a lot of people say when you get the vaccine, uh, you actually get sick once, and then second time, and the third time. So it's definitely something is going on, and I heard they have some kind of a chip inside the vaccines, and uh, it impacts your DNA, changes to DNA. Can you please tell us something about it? Well, there there are a lot of medical professionals out there who are talking about the vaccine who uh, I think uh, those statements will carry far more weight than mine. You know, I'm essentially, I've been looking at that, the legal uh, machinations that enabled the pandemic. I've been looking at the... uh, uh, the, the the repercussions, the potential repercussions uh, involving other levels of, of weapons and attacks, uh, the triangulation that I talk about. And I'm really not the person to talk about the vaccine because I am not a medical professional. What is your advice? This is definitely my last question for the people, how they can protect themselves. Um, I think we're in a very dangerous situation. I have been encouraging people uh, to think about moving to countries that are not um, that that are less on board uh, with the, the the general pandemic um, narrative, and to move to countries where, for example, they don't have the double-line water system, where uh, countries that are more disorganized, uh, 
countries where it's easier to kind of slip through the cracks. And I've also been encouraging people to move out of, in those countries, to move out of the cities because um, it, it, I think it's safer uh, in, in rural areas. So um, I think that's kind of my closing comment here. We have to okay. really look very carefully at our situations and make some decisions. Thank you so much, Janet, for being on the show. Your information was absolutely amazing. Uh, it's really, really important for the people to be educated. Education is number one. And continue to do your work. Stay safe, please. And I know you're going through so much, and I would definitely have you again on my radio show. And uh, all the information about the books and everything is going to be available on Block Talk Radio. You can click on the link and find Janet's book. And thank you for being with us. I hope this information is going to make a difference in your life. That's the purpose of my show, to help you, to educate you. And I wish everybody amazing weekend. Thank you, Janet. And I wish you amazing, amazing weekend as well. Thank you so much, Diana. God bless and take care. God bless you. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.